the Lord put on my heart last week when the revival was going on uh, Sunday night, Brother Randy brought it again, and it was a powerful message. And when he got done, he looked over at me and he said, God said to speak what's on your heart and go speak it. And all that was on my heart was be intentional. And the Lord's been dealing with me as, as a church. We need to be intentional in all that we do. We need to be intentional in our relationship with God. And we need to really, in other words, intentionally be on our mind. We need to plan for it. We need to do all these things. And so that's kind of the theme today. And, and, and we're going to have a group taking membership now, and I'd ask them to come up. But they're being intentional in their relationship with God. So if you're taking membership today, I want you to come on up. But in this theme of being intentional, uh, the Lord really dealt with me this week that, that we sometimes just rush through membership thinking it's just membership, and that's all it is. And I'm going to get into what it is, but at first I'm going to tell you what it's not. Membership doesn't save you, okay? Jesus saves you. I've been with a lot of people on their deathbed, and they've said to me, well, I'm a member well, I, the reason I can kind of go into that a little bit, that's one of the vows we take that we believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God and we're saved. Uh, and I'll give them that, but membership doesn't save you. Uh, what the Lord really put on my heart that membership does, it, it brings you under a covering, if you will. And, and that's what these guys are doing today to me, that they're, they're coming under a covering that Oakton has. And that covering uh, it consists of uh, three things I think the Lord gave on to my heart today. Uh, the first thing is the accountability. And, and it, it, they're coming to us as a body of Christ here at Oakton, and they're saying, you help me be accountable. Be accountable in the things of God. And Hebrews thirteen seventeen is what the Lord put on my heart for this group, but obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls, and they're accountable to God. And I want you to really get that, that they're accountable to God. As your pastor, I'm accountable to God. I'm accountable for everything I do, everything I say to you, but, but you're making yourself accountable to God first, but accountable to me as pastor when you're joining membership. You're saying, hey, I want you to come to me when you have an issue. I, I'm giving you that invitation to talk to me, to help me grow in the things of God. That's what accountability is. That, that's giving me that invitation. Now, in saying that, is there's a lot of elders in this body. Larry Fass is over the altar teams, and he puts together altar teams every week. And, and the t- people that are on that team are accountable to Larry, which Larry is accountable to God, and he's accountable to the body. Uh, I'm accountable to a pastor staff. I'm accountable to the board. But we're coming under God, and, and we're coming together, and we're saying, hey, help me be intentional with my faith. Help me to grow in the things of God. So that's the first thing I think what we're doing as members when we come before the body. The second thing is we're asking this body to care for us. So we're not only saying, hey, come to me and, and, and help me grow closer to the Lord, but, but the second step is, is, brother, care for me. And the word in 1 Peter 5, 1 through 5 says, and now a word to you who are elders in the churches. I too am an elder and a witness to the sufferings of Christ. And I too will share his glory when he is revealed to the whole world. As a fellow elder, I appeal to you, care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly, not for what you will get out of it, but because you're eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. 
That's what the shepherd's supposed to do. That's what the body's supposed to do. If you're a Sunday school teacher, they're coming to you today and say, as your Sunday school teacher, I want you to make me accountable. I want you to help me, but I want you to care for me. So that's what they're coming to us today and saying, hey, care for me. And then the last thing that a lot of people think that, that the, the, the membership's about is I want to be committed. I want to be used to do what God's called me to do. Well, guys, uh, you'll find out that you really don't have to be a member for me to use you at Oakton. But we don't become a member to be used. We become a member to be accountable, to be committed, but also to be cared for. And so today they're coming before you to say, yeah, I want you to I'll be accountable to you. I want you to care for me, but use me and, and, and use me wherever you would go and have us to do. And so that's what we're doing today. We're coming before you and allowing God to just move upon their lives. The vows that you guys all looked at, and, uh, and most of you got them in the mail. And anyway, I wanted to make sure that you could read them before uh, you came today so you'd know what they were. But, but this is, is what you're asking Oakton to help you be accountable to and that you're helping to, to care with and, and to be committed to. But the first thing is, do you reject the spiritual forces of wickedness, the evil powers of this world, and the bondages of sin? You guys do that today. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Do you confess Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in His grace, and promise to serve Him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? you do that today? According to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church? And serve as Christ's representatives in the world. Will you do that today? As members of Christ's universal church, will you be loyal to the United Methodist Church and do all in your power to strengthen its ministries? Will you do that today? And as members of this congregation, Oakton UMC, will you be loyal to Oakton? Will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your, your gifts, and your services? Will you do that today? Father, we just come to you in Jesus' name, and Father, we thank you for these today that are intentional in their faith, Lord, that that they're saying to you, Father, I want to be more accountable to you, and I need help doing it. Father, uh, I need care, and Father, I need commitment. Father, we just ask that you just move on each and every one of these, Lord, as we welcome them into the body, and Father, they have a place, as Teresa said earlier, you have a plan for them, but we thank you for them now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord glory for these guys here today. You may be seated. I want to move into the Thanksgiving time. And and, uh, we like to uh, give God thanks for what he's done in our body. And again, from April the 29th to July the 29th. And just in a three-month period of just going over what God has done in this body, it's just unbelievable. And I'm not even mentioning the day-to-day stuff. I'm not talking about Sunday service. I'm not talking about Wednesday night, Thursday nights, the things that we're already doing. I'm talking about the ministry that goes on above and beyond. And all those things are good. And and it filled up a whole uh, uh, slide here in a second. I'll show it to you. But but I want to review them. But the first thing I wanted to do, man, we we can give God praise for this rain today. Amen? Amen. I tell you, let's give him praise for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I tell you, I was in Joplin yesterday, and it was cutting loose. 
And I called home thinking it was cutting loose here and we hadn't got a drop. And I was like, Lord, we, we got to get some rain and we've been believing for it. But the rain here. And, and then the other thing that I'm thankful for today is Teresa and her birthday, you know. Uh, I think she's advertised it for, I think she's had a countdown since last year. She'll start her countdown tomorrow. It's 364 to my days. It's 363 days to my birthday. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, those that follow her on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Uh, I unfollowed her because I got tired of hearing about her birthday. So anyway, no, I'm kidding you. She's a good one. But, but we got a lot to be thankful for today and, and a lot of things outside of the church that we can be thankful for. But, but I'm going to go ahead and have them pop up this slide here. And again, I missed some stuff, but this is just some things that, that I remember that, that's happened this in a month, three months. But Evangelist Logan Miller was here, National Day of Prayer. Man, that was a powerful time. Then we honored our graduates. Uh, we honored our mothers. Uh, uh, Gina and, uh, and uh, did an awesome job that day. The Team Albania went overseas. The Team Liberia went overseas. One camp started up. Uh, the pool party, I just put in there once, but we've had a pool party once a month. And guys, we're not just having a party. We're inviting people out. And we've had 180 attend that one. We had 170 attend the next one. And the last week got canceled because of the rain. They closed the pool. But it's been ministry opportunity like you wouldn't believe. And there will be people here August the 5th. That's part of the reason we're going to be doing the baptism, the first part of that, on August the 5th. But the goal is to bring people out that don't know Christ and it gives you an opportunity to minister to them. Uh, on uh, 6-2, we married Daniel and Rose. Uh, 6-4, we had Eagle Lake. Then we took the youth to Stockton Lake. Then we honored our fathers. Then we did a baptism. Then China and Landon got married on 7-2. The finance committee and trustees met. A lot of you may not even know, but we had $50,000 give to the church. No strings attached. You said, here, boom. And so we met. The finance met. The trustees met to kind of see how to, what God wanted to do with that money. And we're praying about it. And we're going to take it before board in a few months. But, but to see what God wants to do with that. But that's a blessing above and beyond. Uh, July 4th celebration was a great night of worship, uh, ministered to a lot of families. God did a lot of movement there. Then we had the VBS Oakton Central, the VBS in Carthage. Then Evangelist Roos come in last week. Guys, we had revival last week. It was a powerful time. A lot of people ministered to. The team headed off to Kansas City in the middle of the afternoon, and we did Kansas City VBS, and, and we're here today. But, but guys, on the VBS part of things, that, and this kind of helped you see what I'm trying to talk, tell us that we need to be thankful for. If we've ministered to hundreds of people, if not thousands, in three months. And, and just in our VBS, over 242 kids were ministered to. Think about that. 242. I'm not talking about the helpers. I'm not talking about the, the adults. I'm talking about children that enrolled for VBS was 242. It just blesses me. Uh, God is good to us and gives us opportunities. Of the 242, we had 7th through 12th graders helping. Like in Kansas City, there were 17 kids there each day that were high school that aren't even in these numbers that were ministered to. We have the helpers that were ministered to. I was ministered to as an adult. You were ministered to as helpers as well. But through that time... Uh, there were 76 salvations recorded during that time. And I think we need to give the Lord praise for that. 
And, and I hear it every year, you know, yeah, pastor, they're just kids. If, if little Jimmy raises his hand, all of them raise their hand. Well, guys, we take these kids and they get individual time. And I've always shared this with you. Gary Dunn's had the luxury of doing that in Kansas City and JoJo's had it here and different ones in the past have helped with that. But Jim Worth helped at Carthage this year. There was 21 salvations down there. And he got to take these kids alone and pray with them. He said, Ken, it was one of the most wonderful things I've ever done. Most fulfilling thing I've ever done. He goes, they know the word better than we do. And he goes, I know that. But, but when I hear 76 salvations, I just can't comprehend that. And he didn't say that, but that's what I get a lot of times. And God's moved on our kids here, and I give him glory for that. But a lot of neat things going on, and a lot of powerful things going on, and not, again, not even talking about the day-to-day stuff, on how many people were ministered to day-to-day by each of you and the staff here at Oakton. But as our th- sign of our Thanksgiving, we're going to take up a Thanksgiving offering that we do. And again, uh, I don't want you to put anything in it. I want you to do what God tells you to do. If you don't want to put anything in the offering, don't. Uh, if you want to put something in there, do. But it's just showing God, hey, God, thank you for the rain. Father, thank you for my family. Lord, I, I'm thankful my son's here. I hadn't seen him in, what, how long, two months, three months? But he's here today. I'm just thankful that God keeps my people safe. A lot to be thankful for today. So if the ushers would come forward today, and, and again, the offerings above our tithe, above everything else, and it's just saying, God, thank you. And I give this to you as an offering uh, thanks. I'm going to move into the communion time and Holy Communion. Teresa, you help me get this off, please. Whoop. And I'll let you have that. But we're going to take communion, and what we'll probably do is have uh, give it to you in your seats here in a minute and and we've opened the front up to where you can come to these altars and spend as much time as you want i'm going to share something real quick that's on my heart and and so you should have plenty of time at the end to do this uh, if you need prayer uh, catch my attention i'll be glad to pray for you but but the lord's told us to be intentional about our relationship with him and intentional and in, and in, in how we do that and anyway, um, some of you might have noticed out here, uh, go ahead and put that slide up if you would, but there's this great big tower that's out here in this yard, and, and there's, you're probably wondering what's going on with that, but many of you guys have come to me and said on Sunday, Pastor, my phone, I can't get the internet, so I can't get my Bible. Uh, some of you come in like I do. I've got an iPad, and, and I type all my sermons. Everything I've got's right here with work. And, and I need good Internet, and, and I'm typing when somebody else is preaching, and, and you're getting offline stuff, and you're wanting on the Internet to be able to get your Bible and all that good stuff. And, and we're hearing it for classrooms and, and for videos in classrooms, all these things. But, but I'm also hearing in our, in our office area that Pastor... We need better internet. Uh, Amy and, and Landon, a lot of them, they drive to Pittsburgh. Uh, they drive to Walmart and Lamar. They go to coffee shops that have strong internet, but, but they're trying to figure out a way, you know, to, to do their jobs better. And there's just lots of things that, that we could talk about here. But, but the body, the board, and the trustees, they've been intentional about seeing that we have good internet. 
that we have good connection so that we can do what we need to do. Uh, we've, we've went around, looked at other internet companies and, and didn't think that when they come out and run their test, it didn't anything different than what we have. Uh, we, we've come and we've moved it up to a higher position on the church, uh, on the steeple to get that. We tried everything that, that we could think of to, to try to, to make this better. And the company came to us and said, hey, we would like to put a, a tower on you guys and, and would like to do that. Would you be interested in doing that? So long story short, we're going to have uh, excellent internet out here in a few days. And, and anyway, to help us be and do what we want to do to be more efficient, if you will. And so the benefits of that, this, this internet that, that I'm talking about, is right now when they run the test is, and I don't understand all this, but we're at 0.02, okay? They're guaranteeing us 10.00. All I know is it's 10% better, 10 times better than what we have. And it's going to be guaranteed. We can do live feed. Uh, last week, the move of the spirit going on here, Mike Kelly uh, was, was trying to, to, to uh, live video it. And was dropping in and out, but, but he got a little bit up on there. And over 800 people hit his that viewed what went on here last week. Now, they may not have watched it all, but they clicked on it. And, and, and that just opens my eyes to we could be doing live feeds right now that could minister. It's unlimited what we could minister to. But there's many doors that we could walk through that we didn't even think about when we started down this road. But, but we could live feed the evangelist last week to Carthage. We could live feed it to, to a church in town if they wanted to hear it. You could just do so many things with that type of speed. Training seminars. We could bring evangelists in. We could do so much more. But the other side of this is, is after the first 10 people, then we get $10 that sign up for this. So if you sign up for this, after the first 10 it goes $10 for each person to where it pays our bill. And then we could possibly even make some money off this. So the reason I shared this with you and you're thinking, what's that got to do with communion? When I was driving through here the other day and we're actually walking through here and praying and I looked up at that tower, the Lord spoke to me again, be intentional. We need to be intentional in our relationship with him. When we want faster internet, we paid money to get it here. It cost us $3,800 to do this, to get them in here. We pay money for the things we want. We, we, we jump over hoops. We call around. We went to great efforts to see that we were connected. And I say to you today, do we take those same efforts to be connected to God? Do we jump over things to get connected to God? Do we go to the pastor and say, I want more of God. I want more of this. I got to have signal in this service so I can read his word. I want God. I want God. Do we, are we that aggressive for God as we were this internet? And again, I'm just, the Lord showed me that example. But we're aggressive with things of the flesh that we want. But we need to be intentional and aggressive with the spiritual things that are out there. Because God, his signal is everywhere. God's signal is everywhere and we need to tap into that. And so we need to be intentional to do that. So Lord, give me four things here today that, that just to kind of make us think, think here. But how can, can I be connected with God? How can I push in a little bit deeper 
And I'm reminded of Luke 4.18 when Jesus said, the, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. He wants to give me all of Him. He wants to give me freedom. He wants to set me free. His Spirit's everywhere. Am I intentional to tap into the Spirit of the Lord? Man, if you're here today and need healing, it's out there. It's, it's there for the gettings. His signal and His power is everywhere. We just got to be intentional to grab it. Do we need deliverance today? Oh man, the power of God is out there. Do we need justice today? Man, we're not getting treated right. Man, we've been abused. Man, his power is out there. But we have to be intentional to get to it. We have to be intentional to receive from him. But like Oakton, trees were blocking the signal. And we couldn't get a signal of internet. If you look at the picture behind me, uh, that's that's my house, and that's the internet that I have now, and that's the tower. That's how we can see it. And so when there's things blocking that and keeping us from seeing God, what is that? What's the trees, the obstacles in your life? What's keeping you from getting the signal? You know, so many times I hear, you know, well, it's sin, it's, you know, it's sex, it's drugs, it's alcohol, you know, it's sexual immorality, it's porn, it's jobs, it's hobbies. You know, that, that may be a lot of things, but probably not a lot of you in here today. You know, what, what is out there? Is it, you know, is it the hobbies or is it the jobs? What is that tree, that obstacle that keeps us from being what God wants to be, from getting tapped into that signal that's blocking that view? And we need to be intentional to be aware of those things. Last week, I believe the Lord, I, I tell you what, I believe the Lord come against uh, and delivered us of gossip and slander and dissensions that were in the body. And, and, he, and he's really even hit me more with that this week that, that we need to be even careful with our words, that our negative words that we say, uh, we, we confess these negative words over ourselves and, and that blocks what God can do in our lives. Uh, how, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing horrible. You just block what God could do in your life because his spirit hovers everywhere and he wants to touch your life. I was reading a book today, this week that a friend of mine gave me about healing and, and it was talking about that we can speak words of healing over ourselves. And, and it said a study of more, this is a study that was for more than 2,800 men and women that were 65 years and older. Uh, they asked them this question. Are you in excellent health, good health, fair health, or poor health? The results were amazing. Those who said their health are poor were four to five times more likely to die in the next four years than those who rate their health excellent. Man, that ought to wake us up right there. Just the confession of our words over our health in a negative way, the word of God says the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences of, of your mouth. And so if we're speaking negative words over ourselves, that's a tree blocker. That's blocking the signal from God. And we can't receive from him. If we're talking negative about our family, our church, our pastor, we're blocking that anointing and that connection that God has with us. And I don't think we realize that, that, that our words are that powerful and, and they move people. Our words were so powerful that Jesus said in Matthew 12, 36, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak, for by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. So we're held accountable 
for things that we say. We're held accountable for things that we do. And are, is that a tree blocker or is that an exciting thing? Uh, I've really been working on this in me and my family and my wife. And, and saying, you know, Karen's probably tired of me. Don't say it like that. You know, don't say it like this because I see that we can be blockers to what God wants to do. And be careful what you say. I asked Larry Fast something today and, and, and I didn't, I'd heard something. I'd heard something. And Larry was talking about it, and I said, well, what about this? And I hadn't repeated that to anybody, and I just asked him, well, what about this? And he goes, oh, that's not true. And that's how words get to going. I've had people come up to me and say things that I never even said, but they're all spun up over it. Be careful what you say, what you repeat. The third thing here is, are you seeking a better connection with God? The word says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, it will be opened to them. So, you know, we're seeking salvation. And, and when we ask for salvation, Jesus comes in. You know, we, we're seeking baptism. Are we intentional to see that these 76 kids are baptized? Now, again, 21 were at Carthage and, and I believe 31 were at Central. So 52 were in this body. Parents, are we going to be intentional to talk with our children and say, hey, if you receive Jesus and, and talk to him about baptism? I hear it so many times, they're, they're, well, they're not ready. Maybe you're the tree blocker. And I'm not trying to be mean here today, but, but guys, I can tell you these kids got a better handle on it than we do sometimes. And so don't be a tree blocker to them. If, if they come to you and, and, and are seeking baptism or, or you hear them talking about it, man, encourage them in that. Encourage them in the things of God. But to you, the adults, I, I see it so many times that uh, people that are adults will get saved and, and they say, well, I don't need to be baptized. Man, that's the first step of obedience. So we're saying seek and be, you know, be intentional about a relationship. Man, that's the first thing we should do as believers is be baptized. Because that's what Christ asked us to do. That's an act of obedience. But the other thing is, what about baptism of the Holy Spirit? Man, the Lord really hit me with this, that a lot of people think that they're baptized in the Holy Spirit and you never even ask. You just assume that you are. When we need to be intentional and say, Lord, fill me. Man, every day I ask the Lord to refill me, refresh me, renew me. But what gets me is some will even say, well, I don't need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Man, that's a, that's a blocker. That's a blocker right there because God told the disciples, Jesus told disciples, don't leave Jerusalem without it. You know, we'll go, don't leave home without our insurance, but we'll leave home without Jesus or the Holy Ghost. Excuse me. And so if it's good enough for the disciples, maybe we need to be thinking about that, that the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Are you intentional in seeking that God fills you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but not only fills you, but refills you daily? The membership today, they were intentional. I got blessed by a couple here because they came up to me. I want you to help me to be accountable. A lot of times when I talk to anybody about anything, they just want to quit. But they said, man, pastor, I want you to help me to be accountable. I want you to care for me. I, I want you to help me be committed to the body. Are we intentional to be members in a part of Oakton? That blessed me. Years ago, my brother used to go here. You had a pastor in here, and a lot of you don't know him, so I can say this. But he really beat the church down. And a lot of people were leaving, but that old core would not leave. 
That old course stayed in there. And they fought for the things of God. And look where we're at today. And so, you know, we need to be intentional in what we're about. The word says to pray. We need to be intentional to pray. Intentional to reading God's word. So that we can for reap the benefits. Christ himself said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Therefore, don't be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. When there's a tree in the way, get it out of the way, because you can receive from the Lord. You can reap the benefits, man, of, of, of healing, the benefits of deliverance, the benefits of, of just God moving and touching your life. How many of you journal and just write down what God does in your life? You'll have a book in a few days. That's why I encourage journaling. What's God doing? Boom, boom, boom. You'll have a book. We forget a half about what he's doing. When we're intentional and we're reaping the benefits, it's like the Thanksgiving deal we just celebrated a little bit ago. Man, that's just in the church body. Man, what's going on in your body? It's the same thing. Man, God's moving powerfully in your, in your bodies. He's moving powerfully through you. That's the benefits. So we got to be intentional. We got to press in. We got to want him more than anything. Be willing to sacrifice to give him more of yourself because he wants all of you. So as we take communion this morning, that's my prayer. And, and I ask that you be the same way that when you come to these altars, that you're intentional. And you say, Lord, do I hear from you like I should? Father, is there trees in my path that aren't letting me see clearly? If you're in here today and you can't concentrate because you're thinking about something else, you're not seeing clearly. I had a brother come up to me the other day that is living in known sin and knows it and tells me about it and talks to me about it and says, I'll get through this in a time. But look how God is blessing me. I have trouble with that. When we're in known sin and are confessing it with our mouth. Is God really the one blessing us? Because it's a blocker to keeping you from seeing what God's really got to tell you. And maybe it's a distraction. You know, I hear a lot of times, well, God blessed me with this job, but I don't see you at church no more. Did he really? Did he really? And so let's be intentional today. I want to give you guys plenty of time at these altars. We got plenty of time. I'm going to ask the ushers to come forward if they would. Here, give me a second here. I probably, uh, where's Landon at? There he is. Come up here and help me. And uh, Teresa, you want to come over there? Again, we're going to serve you in your seats and why they're coming. The, the cup is, uh, you're going to have a cup that you're going to pull out. And, and under that cup is going to be your bread. All right? Now, if you're shaking these things that are going down the aisle and turning them upside down, your bread's going to be soggy. But no, it, it, it should be okay. But we'll pass them down the aisles. And, and then they'll, you can come to the altars. You can stay here as long as you want. 
We're going to be playing music. If you're here at 2 o'clock today, that's great. I hope you are. But this is your time. The praise team be masked for this time themselves. And, and we're not even asking the praise team to come up. We're going to have background music by Troy. And he's going to be singing and serenading us. No, I'm kidding. It's a video. <laughs> <laughs> Troy's like. <laughs> but, but anyway, it's your time here. God loves you and God wants all of you. And he wants us to be intentional to, again, he's everywhere. And we just got to clear the stuff to see him and grab him. But Landon, if you would uh, take the, the bread there. And on the night which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took the bread, gave thanks to God, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Teresa, if you get the juice that represents the, the blood of Christ. When the supper was over, Jesus took the cup, gave thanks to God, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. If you're here today and you're a guest and if you're a believer, you can take part. And I want you to take part. Uh, uh, The vows that we took earlier is membership. We talked about the universal church. And just because you're a part of another body doesn't mean you can't take communion with us. That's what that was saying. It's okay for you to take communion with us. We want you to. The only condition is, is you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord. Amen? So with every head bowed and eye closed, if you're here today and have never accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and you want to do that today, would you raise your hand up? I always want to give an altar call that way. Anybody want to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior for the first time? I want Jesus. Anybody? All right, I see that hand. Anybody else? Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you for that soul that reached out to you today that was intentional and said, Lord, I want you as, as, as Lord of my life. I give you my heart today. And the Lord, the minute they raised their hand to you, your body, the bread, took all their life on. And Father, the juice represents your blood, took on all the sin, all the ugliness. Father, you washed them clean. You made them white as snow. And Father, we thank you for what you've given and and done through your Son. And Jesus, we thank you. Father, to each one of us here today that have, have accepted you in the past, Lord, we remember that day. Father, we thank you for forgiving us of our past sins, our present sins, and our future sins. We thank you for making us righteous to God so that we can be intentional and receive from him. Father, help us get all the things out of the way. And Father, as we're taking communion today, Father, bring into remembrance things that that are tree blockers that are blocking the signal to you and from you. Father, we ask that you break those things down. Lord, the blood has already won the victory. Father, we thank you for that today. Lord, those needing healing, Father, as they take the bread and the blood, Father, you've healed them already in Jesus' name. But Father, we ask that you bless this and bless us today as we just offer ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Amen. If the ushers would come forward. And guys, again, when you get your communion, you can take it in your seat or you can uh, uh, come up front and pray however you want to do it. You can grab your family and go to a corner. You can do flip-flops in the back. I don't care. Just get close to God. Amen.